one day we chased him down in a in a squirted him down well with a water hose in a we got in trouble for that and we couldn't understand why we got in trouble and he never got in trouble for anything he did but <laughs> Well, hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest all the way in Powell, Tennessee. It's Lisa Gross. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, for those of you who don't know, Salisa is my brand new mother-in-law, which is really super <laughs> exciting, and she's pretty cool and awesome. Already told me that she's like, she had put on dinner, so it'll be ready whenever she's done with the podcast. So thanks ahead better than I do. So these are all good things. <laughs> what uh, What are you guys having for dinner tonight, Salisa? Uh, we're having chili. Yum. Something easy. That sounds great. <laughs> I have been, um, I, I told Sarah the other day that I'm eating much better now. The fact that we're married, that's my favorite part of being married so far. So I don't know if that was you that taught her how to cook or what. It's probably mostly just because I don't season anything whenever I cook. So Everything tastes really good to me because she like puts effort into it, but it's great, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, she's she's pretty much taught herself to cook. She didn't cook much when she was at home, so yeah. uh, she does great. That's that's the whole idea there. But but this podcast <laughs> for this week is going to be about you and about how you grew up and the memories that you have from that. So you ready for it? I'm ready. All right, I'll start you off with a really easy softball question. Salisa, when and where were you born? I was born in Stanford, Kentucky, uh, October 22nd, 1962, uh, in a little bitty hospital. I think I was the only baby there, my mother says, because she knew when the babies cried, when she heard a baby crying, it was me because I was the only one there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Now, you said Stanford, Kentucky? Uh huh. Okay, where is that located at? I'm not familiar, which is terrible. I should. Uh, know. Well, it's it's uh, on the edge of bluegrass, uh, north, going north towards Lexington. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about 45 minutes on the, on the other side of Lexington. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Danville, Kentucky. You ever heard of Danville? Yeah, yeah. It's not far from Danville. Okay, gotcha. Um. So, did do you have any siblings? Did you have any siblings growing up? I have one brother. Okay. He is a, his name is Dwight. Uh, my maiden name was Young, and um, he is two years younger than me. Okay. So, what was what was Dwight like growing up? Uh, he was a typical uh, mischievous little brother. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was the extrovert uh, in of uh, the two of us in the. Uh, he was always picking at you, though. He he would always had something up his sleeve, and he's still pretty much like that. He has 16 grandchildren now that he can pick on. So. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder, my mom always told me, because she had two brothers, and she was in the middle of them, and so her way of dealing with them in the same way that she would keep us boys in line, she would always pull their leg hair, and whenever she did that, it would make them run away. So did you have any coping mechanisms with Dwight whenever he would aggravate you? Oh, coping mechanisms. Let's see. Well, uh, I had two neighbors, uh, 
they were older than me, uh, and they were at our house most of the time, and he picked on us too. So one day we chased him down and and squirted him down well with a water hose. And we really got in trouble for that, and we couldn't understand why we got in trouble, and he never got in trouble for anything he did. But, uh, but no, he always he always seemed to get the best of you. Yeah. That's fun. Well, what what kind of things did you guys do for fun growing up? I mean, I know Dwight teased you, and then you sprayed him with a water hose, <laughs> but what other things were fun? Uh, uh, well, we lived in a little area called Highland. Uh, it was uh, – and it was just a country, uh, country, not, no stores or anything for quite a long distance. So we entertained ourselves quite well, uh, playing lots of games. And uh, that's we were outside most of, the, most of the time in the summertime when we were out of school playing croquet and badminton and lots of hide and seek and that sounds like a blast. Now, I got a question for you. When you play croquet, do you play it like the fancy people, like I guess the way you're supposed to, where you hit it like you use the uh, – what do you even call that? It's uh, the club? It's not a mallet. Club. The mallet. Do you, mallet. Swing, do you swing it between your legs like I guess the, the hoity-toity people do, or is it like a golf swing whenever you play croquet? Oh, you could go either way. We weren't that picky. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, so you said croquet, badminton, uh, hide and seek, which were you the best at, do you think? Or what was your favorite of the games that you guys played? Uh, I liked croquet pretty well. Badminton, I I loved badminton, but I wasn't very good at, um, those slam dunks over the net. Uh Now, did did y'all have a nice flat field to play croquet in? Because we played some growing up, and it would be like it was an adventure because you'd have like a ditch over here that your ball could go into, or a little groove right there that it would just you know drop down into. But how was uh, your the only only flat area we had was our front yard, uh-huh. and so we we left it set up there all summer. All of our neighbors would usually come and play, so. By the end of summer, uh, there was little gullies for the ball. If you just hit it in the right direction, the ball would just the ball going. would find <laughs> find its way to the. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so, did you have any? So you mentioned like neighbor kids coming over and playing and stuff. Did you have any um, like good friends that you remember growing up, or was it just kind of like a community that you all hung out together? I had one. Uh, good friend and we're still friends uh we were bed babies at church together and her grandmother lived next door to us when i was small so uh yes i had one her name was tammy that's so cool and, and you guys are still friends today yes yes is, yeah. d- does she still live up in kentucky or she have moved away she from does <laughs> awesome no, she's there right in the middle of it all that is so <laughs> cool that's awesome um so where where did you go to school when you were growing up uh, Highland Elementary School. It had grades one through eight. Uh, no kindergarten at that time. We didn't have kindergarten. We did a head start for two weeks, I think. One. Okay, gotcha. Um, what did did you like school growing up? Was it a fun thing for you? Uh, no, I never really cared. I never was crazy about school. I just knew I had to do it. Gotcha. <laughs> tried to make I tried to make the most of it, but it wasn't my favorite thing. I would I. I was uh I did my best in school but I it 
I had to work hard. It wasn't, it didn't come easy. So I guess that's one reason I did, wasn't crazy about it. Gotcha. So did you have one class that maybe you tolerated the most or maybe a teacher one year that made it a little bit more fun than the rest of the years that you had? Uh, sure. I, I, uh, we had good teachers. Uh, and, um, uh, let's see, I guess my, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Waldberg, he was he was a good teacher. Uh, he really cared and uh, tried to make things fun and make 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 learning fun. That's always a good thing when in school. Exactly. But but there was just uh, you know, like a little over two hundred students, and there was just one grade per. I mean, one class per grade. So you were with those same. I was with the same kids for eight years, pretty yeah. much. Did you guys get uh, split up into different high schools once you went on, or once you went to high school, it was still kind of the same? Uh, same uh, in, high, in high school, there was one school for the whole county. Okay. So that was very traumatic because you went from uh, 200 in your school to 1,200 in your school. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so yeah, it was a, it was a whole new ballgame for high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said that school wasn't necessarily your favorite thing growing up. Um, were there any things that you were involved in outside of school? So either like through the school with sports or music or something or outside of school, like any um, extracurricular things that you were involved in growing up? Uh, we did piano lessons all our lives, uh, my brother and I, which I enjoyed. And then 4-H was was a big thing uh okay. in our area you know out in the country there was uh so we were we were big into 4-h and yeah. and then of course and then church was close to our and we were we were there was a little country church that we grew up in so we were there doing stuff there all the time too so awesome well i want to learn a little bit more about uh those things in a row so i'll start with the piano lessons you said you enjoyed it i'm going to assume that means that your brother didn't enjoy it is that why you said it like that or was it it was whatever no I enjoyed it but again I had to work very hard at it it didn't come easy and my uh -huh. brother uh he uh he he could just hear something he 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 learned to play what they call by by ear essentially okay. so uh it came real easy for him gotcha. so but yeah I, I enjoyed it it was it was a gift I mean I, I enjoyed learning yeah do you still play today? Uh, not very often, no. But every once in a while, you can still. Every once in a while. Awesome. I do. Very yeah. cool. Um, so you said the the piano, and then uh, 4-H stuff like that. Uh, unfortunately, probably not everyone that is listening to this grew up <laughs> in an agricultural type of place that would know what 4-H is. So, do you mind kind of explaining that for just a second? What, uh, what gone in with all of that? It was like a club. Uh, it was through the county, and uh, there was uh, different little things that you would compete in. Uh, lots of people had animals. We didn't have animals like farm animals that uh, you would raise and, and uh, take and show. I did like uh, different cooking competitions and sewing and crocheting and knitting. And uh, when we got older, we did essays and stuff that you competed in speeches. You would go. Uh, it was just like a little competition, uh, and then you would promote and compete against other counties. Yeah, 
I remember, um, I think it was through 4-H, but I, I know that I was always jealous for a couple of days of um, the kids that uh, lived on farms and stuff and raised animals because they'd get out of school and would go to Louisville for the, the state fair and like show their animals right. for a week. And like, they just got to get up and go and it didn't matter. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then you mentioned you guys, uh, that, that church was a big part of your life. What church did you guys uh, go to there in Kentucky? Uh, it was called Mount Moriah Christian Church. Okay. And about like, what, what size is it? Uh, do you think on a Sunday? Uh, about 125 people. Okay. Gotcha. Um, very cool. Uh, so any, any uh, memories that you have uh, from what church was like and stuff, I guess, is it just a, a good old country church where you guys were singing hymns and um, you know, <laughs> good preaching and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, it was definitely country church. The pianist um, was, read shape notes. I don't know if you've ever heard of people. They, they, she couldn't read music. She just... Uh, yeah, there's a way you can read the the, the old fashioned shape notes and uh yeah it was a it was definitely country church um, um but um we uh had a lot of youth and you know most of our friends were there and youth rallies we would go to youth rallies once a month with other churches in the area that was always a big thing and bible awesome. school and yeah. church camp and all those, all those fun things. Very cool. Was it, um, so you, you went to church camp when you were growing up, you said, um, what, yeah. was it like the same one that you guys would all go to every summer? Did you go to a couple? Uh, when we were little, we went to, uh, uh, a different one, but as we got older, it was the same one in broad, it was called Broadhead, Kentucky. Okay. It was another little town out in the country that we went and it still exists actually, but it's not much different. I don't think when we were there, three cinder block buildings, basically. <laughs> I was having, we thought it was wonderful. Yeah, I was having a, a discussion with some of my um, coworkers at the school that I work at the other day, and they were talking about the um, camps that they send their kids to now and how it's just so different from when they grew up because, like, you send them to camp, but it's only halfway camp because they've got like all these air conditioned buildings and, you know, screens that people are using and stuff like that. I imagine your camp uh, in Kentucky wasn't like that. Is that correct? No, no. It's just a, it, boys had a cinder block building with bunk beds and the girls had one on the other side of the hill. And then there was a can't, uh, the cafeteria and worship area in the middle and that, and no air conditioning. No. <laughs> the way it should be. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was a true camp, that's for sure. There you go. <laughs> Any good memories from that camp that stick out to you or just overall kind of a, a, a good time from whenever you were growing up? Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, just an overall, overall good time. Um, I remember one time there was a lot of a lot of kids that wanted to be wanted to be baptized, so uh, we all got on a bus and went to a little local church uh, we thought that was a big adventure taking us all off, the, <laughs> all, all, all out of camp just to go. But anyway, that was fun. Yeah. But no, it, it was a good place. So, you know, you had your campfire in your uh, uh, every night. That was always a, a highlight. Very cool. Uh, um, 
Now, this next question I got for you is kind of like that one. It's a little broad. So if you don't have a specific answer for it, I understand because it's quite broad. But I was wondering, do you have any, um, like, what you would call, I guess, favorite childhood memories? Either ones that just, like, really stick out to you or looking back, it kind of uh, shaped your life more than you thought of at the moment. Any any type of memories like that that come to mind? Um, well, I, I remember... I always wanted to be a nurse growing up. That was always my passion. And um, I had a neighbor that uh, was a nurse at the little, uh, after the little Stanford hospital closed, they built a new hospital called Fort Herod uh, uh, Hospital. Okay. And uh, she she worked there. And um, uh, she I would ride to work with her. I would volunteer every Saturday. And go to work and stay at work at the hospital all day as a candy striper, and um, I worked for eight hours till she got off. And so um, uh, I, I loved it. And so that was my first experience. So being exposed to anything in the health field. So I, I remember that. So what, uh, also, what were, go ahead. No, it's okay. Well, what what were your responsibilities whenever you would go up and volunteer at the, oh, uh, the hospital? Uh, for, it's Fort Logan. I said Fort Herod. It's Fort Logan. Okay. Uh, I would enter call lights and file stuff and just do and do errands and things. Just uh, just simple things all day. But it was a small hospital. There was only one floor, so okay. <laughs> you and then and I also had a, a baby. Uh, babies were born there. It also had a baby section. So, but yeah, it was one little small floor. Oh, cool. What else were you about to say before I interrupted you? I'm trying to think what it was, but uh, maybe I'll think of it in a minute. Okay, that's my fault. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you know that I volunteered at a hospital for one summer? I have no aspirations of ever being a nurse, but it was, <laughs> I worked. Maybe that. Go ahead. What did you do? No, well, what did you do? I worked in the back room with the supplies and stuff. So I was with oh, okay. what the man's job was, but it was essentially we restocked all the carts and stuff. So I just hung out with him all day. And then whenever they needed something to be done, like they needed more supplies in a certain spot on one of the floors, we would take the supplies up there and make sure that the closets were filled and their carts were filled and stuff like that. But it yeah, did, that's it a very important job. <laughs> it didn't spark in me a love for the healthcare industry like it did. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to other things, teaching instead. <laughs> well, you have to do trial and error to figure it out. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, so how? So you are a nurse now, but how did your years like what fill in the gaps for me between um, graduating high school and then uh, becoming a nurse? What was the the time in between there like? Uh, well, I graduated high school when I was 17. Uh, so, you know, I started praying through what I should do. I was very overwhelmed <laughs> which direction to go as, you know, you usually are. Um, and I went to, uh, at that time we had, when I was 15, we moved to Somerset, Kentucky, which okay. is just about 30 minutes on up the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a larger city. Um, but my dad had got a different job, and um, so uh, there was a community college in that town, 
it had a nursing program and then you went there two years and then you went to Eastern Kentucky University from there. So I thought, oh, this sounds great. So I went there for a semester and like I said, I was, I was very overwhelmed. And uh, and so at the end of the semester, I, I just said, okay, I don't know if I can do this. So I quit and uh, worked for a semester and continued to pray through it and try to figure out what I needed to do. And so we had a, a, a pastor friend that had, we had known for a long time that we mentored uh, my brother and I a lot. And uh, he introduced me to Johnson University. So okay. that's how we how we moved to Tennessee. And I went there for a while. And then moved, and they had a Bible nursing program. Basically, you just did your pre pre your your prerequisites or whatever it's called. It's yeah, not, that's not the right word. Uh, yeah. And then uh, went on to uh, Baptist Hospital in Carson Newman to finish your nursing degree. Okay. So that was the way the Lord led me. Uh, but it, it was a long way, a long way around, but I got there eventually. Gotcha. How was your time at you? So you said it was Johnston and then, um, Carson Newman were the, the two schools that you went to in, in Tennessee. Uh huh. Okay. So how, how was your time at, at those schools? I know that, you know, getting nursing is a hard field to go into anyways with all the stuff that you have to study. Um, you know, but besides that, how, how did you enjoy your time at, at college? Oh, I loved it. I, I loved college. I mean, it was, of course, a learning and a growing experience because I had never been away from home much. But, uh, uh, and it was a long ways from home for me, but because uh, my but my parents eventually moved to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But that was the biggest thing of being homesick. But um, it was it was a great growing experience. Uh, uh, after Johnson met. Um, uh, friends to Carson Newman and uh, uh, one of them is my best is my best friend here. We're still we're still good friends. She actually directed your wedding. <laughs> oh, cool! That's awesome, so Don. Yeah, <laughs> you did a great job with the wedding as well. <laughs> so. <laughs> but that's really cool. So, what would you say? Um, what would you say besides the um, battling homesickness and then also the school aspect of it? What would you say was the most challenging part um of of college or what made you what area you had to grow the most in during college uh let's see i guess uh all the papers we had to write that was just overwhelming to me there was lots of papers to write uh i didn't have a good a good foundation in in uh in writing large large amounts of papers and uh, you know that was that was overwhelming and um just uh oh and the pop quizzes of course mm-hmm. of course there was lots of bible at johnson so uh yeah lots of old testament the old testament history uh really got me because yeah. it was detailed Mm-hmm. So if you didn't have a photo, if you if you couldn't remember lots, all the dates and details, <laughs> yeah, you were uh, you were in for a long hard uh, semester. I can imagine. I can imagine <laughs> those all those names and dates can get pretty tedious. <laughs> um, we had at, at PCC were required to take a um, a Bible class every semester. Um, so finish up with eight by the time you're done, but like 
two Old Testament surveys, two New Testament surveys, an origins class, and then I think the rest of them are electives. Um, but it was, I really enjoyed it. I love the Old Testament because it is just history and all those names and dates and stuff excite me, whereas it bores most people. <laughs> that makes sense. That That's I'm a right. Teacher, so it's okay. So you're a history teacher. There you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, I, I, I learned a lot, but like I said, it was, it was it's a bit overwhelming when you hadn't been exposed to a lot of that yeah. Old Testament history. Absolutely. Um, so, so when you graduated um, from Carson Newman, um, did you immediately go into uh, working as a nurse at a, at a local hospital? Uh-huh. Baptist Hospital, uh, downtown Knoxville. Okay. We, gotcha. we, we went to school partly there and then partly we did like all of our sciences and uh, any, any college classes that you had to have was done at Carson Newman, but the rest, our nursing classes were done at Baptist Hospital and all of our working experience. Okay. So have you had very many, um, well, first of all, have you worked for several different hospitals or have you stayed with the same one or two most of the time? Well, uh, I am one that was very consistent and would stay with uh, the same company, but Baptist Hospital closed uh, about, it's been 11 years ago, and they and they sold all of us, in, or uh, another hospital in town bought us. Okay. And then and then we were, I was there for... Uh, Ten years, and that hospital closed. Oh, so man. in January, I just went to another hospital that that was part of the system. Gotcha. But yes, I've been with a lot of the same people, but we've been in different buildings. <laughs> gotcha. I understand. Um, so, have you um, had a variety of uh, jobs? I don't know much about the nursing uh, job descriptions and stuff like that, but I know because I have. I know my sister in law, Alyssa, is a nurse. And then my little sister Rebecca is going to be whenever she graduates. And so like Alyssa has changed from, I don't know, like one type of nursing. And then now she's like, I think a surgery prep person for nursing and stuff. So my question is, have you done mostly the same like uh, type of nursing? I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Have you had a lot of different uh, yeah. jobs in the nursing field, I guess? No, I, I've, I've done cardiac, but it's, and then they call it bedside nursing. I just work like a cardiac step down floor okay. uh, with uh, heart heart nurses. Uh, in January, I started in working in pre and post cath uh, cath cath lab where they do heart procedures. Okay. But it's all still heart. It's so the yeah. I've stayed with the with cardiac from from the beginning. I just uh, when I first got out of school, they hired. There was a nursing shortage then too, uh, and they hired five of us in my class on the night shift on the heart floor. Oh man! And of course, I'm the only one who stayed longer than six months. But <laughs> so I so I liked it, and I felt like that's where the Lord wanted me to be, and that's where I've been. Awesome. Ever since. So. So walk me through. I, there's probably not a normal day as a nurse, but walk me through like what your kind of responsibilities are at work? Well, my current job, uh, uh, it, there's so many people that are scheduled for procedures. Usually those are heart catheterizations and stents uh, where they look at the heart and put a stent if, if there's a blockage. We, we get those people ready for their procedures. 
uh, start IVs, sign permits, do instructions, and then after the procedure's done, we recover them, uh, doing vitals and just basic uh, making sure they're not bleeding and until it's time for them to go home is what I do these days. Okay. And what, what was it that you did before? Because you said you started that new stuff in January, right? Yeah, I, I worked on a, a step-down uh, unit. Basically, it's like people who had um, heart failure uh, or had these procedures that had, years ago when they did these heart procedures, they didn't go home the same day. Some of them would stay a week at a time. Uh, actually, our hospital in Knoxville was one of the first ones to do uh, angioplasties and stents in, in this area years ago, and they would stay for a whole week. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just basically uh, any pacemakers. Uh, then we had all kinds of patients, any kind of patient that had an irregular heart rhythm or a heart issue, uh, we would take care of. Uh, cool. Now, I know that, you know, work's important and it's awesome, but that's definitely not all that is your life nowadays. So excluding the last, I don't know, seven months or so since Sarah got engaged and you were very instrumental in helping her plan the wedding and stuff, besides wedding planning, which you had done recently, what other kinds of things do you like to do whenever you're not at work? <laughs> well, these days I have a new grandbaby. She's four and a half months old, so I'm the uh, babysit. Um, but um, I do a lot. I like flowers, and I like. Um, uh, I did. Uh, used to do before the baby was born. We did a. Uh, I did a small group, and and was very involved in church for many, many, many years when we were in our small church. We stayed, we had lots of activities going on, so there was always something to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to circle back and ask kind of two more main themes before we're wrapped up, because um, you just mentioned, you know, being involved in church and stuff like that. Um, I was wondering, what is your uh, story like when it comes to uh, faith? So some people call it a faith journey. Other people call it, you know, how did you... Uh, what was it like when you received salvation? But I just wondered if you could share that with me. Oh, sure. Um, like I said, I was fortunate enough to, to grow up in church all my life and um, uh, always had a, a, a passion. You know, the Lord always gave us a passion to serve. And like uh, uh, when I was uh, 11 years old, like I said, I was an introvert. I was scared to death to go down, go down the aisle in front of church. Mm -hmm. But I was in a Christian church, so when you when you walked down the aisle to do your profession of faith, uh, you were baptized that same night. So huh. uh, it was, yeah, you didn't wait and talk about it. Uh, so you, uh, so I remember it vividly. But um, at a revival at our little church, uh, me, me and one of my neighbor. Uh, we walked the aisle and uh, and uh, was were baptized that night. But my walk of faith, um, the Lord has uh, been priority, and, and um, He's guided me through everything and uh, what we do on a daily basis. You know, I just seek to serve and and um, be what to to serve and be where He wants me to be. So yeah, absolutely. Um, 
the other thing I wanted to hit before we were done is uh, a few things about your parents from from growing up. So first of all, what what did your parents do um, for for work as you were growing up? Oh, my parents. Uh, my mom was a beautician. Uh, we had a beauty shop uh, in the back of our house, and uh, she uh, she worked. We had people at our house from morning to bedtime. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, doing hair. <laughs> it was a it was a busy little place, and my dad worked. Uh, he was a, a machinist at a factory, and okay. uh, he uh, yeah he worked uh, factory jobs, which you know that's sometimes a tough a tough way to go because as it still is today, factories close and yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was one of the reasons he moved to Tennessee was. Um, looking for a job. So he found a job here. So that's what the Lord brought him this way. Gotcha. And I'll wrap up with one more question. I, I want to know, and I, I try to ask this to everybody as, as we go through these things, but parents are really important in our lives uh, for shaping us in different ways. So I'm curious if you could say there was one or a couple of things that if you didn't learn anything else from your parents, um, you learned this. Um, what would you say that those one or a couple of things were that your parents really instilled uh, in you? Uh, well, the uh, trust and and consistency, and and you know, if you say you're going to do it, you do it, and um, and lead by example, and and always put God first in everything you do, and honor Him. Sounds like some pretty good things to learn, I would say. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Salisa, thanks so much for joining. I really enjoyed this and I hope you did too. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Please join us next time for another exciting episode of the podcast. And until then, toodles. <laughs>